Welcome back, everybody, to the Refresh Point. My name is Ben, and as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Steve. How's it going? Doing good. Uh, getting into the holiday season now, so uh, it's time to, um, you know, find those little windows in between the work parties and the Thanksgiving and the Friendsgiving and the Christmas to get some Weisschwartz in. Weisschwartz, baby. It's time. And even before all of that, we've got a little fun thing to do uh, live on the air. Um, so I didn't know this, but Spotify for Podcasters gives you uh, a wrapped for your podcast. So I have no idea what this will be, but let's look at the Refresh Point Spotify wrapped. Let's get it. In <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it out. In 2023, people were really, really feeling what you do. <laughs> Man, they know how to make your ego feel nice. <laughs> Ready? Let's take it from the top. Okay. Alright. Alright. Your top episode was Episode four, uh, Overlord, San Gabriel, and the Art of Burning for One. It's a great title. I love it. It, it was a long time ago. Now we are on episode 22. Man. We have been doing this for almost a year. Yeah. We're going to get there pretty soon. Yeah. I think, I think we're actually, we might actually be getting better at this. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. I don't know if that can... There's no empirical way to prove that. Uh-huh. As it, apparently, we're not getting better. Our P, we peaked at episode four. And yeah, yeah. Is the, <laughs> the steady true. downward decline. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is obviously the Spotify rap, so it's only the Spotify uh, stats, which do differ from our YouTube stuff, but yeah. It was streamed 47% more than our average episode. What? How... Well, you Spotify with... gamers really, really loved like a very early episode of us talking about Overlord. Maybe it's just like the information. They were like, God, what is what does Overlord do? Wait, the refresh point has an Overlord <laughs> episode. Yeah. It's named San Gabriel because there was the San Gabriel Springfest. Like yeah. I like there's literally gonna be an Anaheim one like that I'm gonna go to. And, and like we'll record another episode before like like after this has happened <laughs> how does it feel to have gone global what does that mean we stream in five countries okay i don't know about gone global but the u.s was only 66 percent of our total streams holy cow that number is not as high as i thought it would be <laughs> So shout out everybody that's not American. Very yeah. cool. Appreciate I mean, it. We expect yeah. we expect to get the American people. That's, <laughs> that's just a given. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this kicks mocking up. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube and others. Your listeners have good taste, obviously. So what else are they into? Alright, you fuckers. <laughs> You're about to get exposed. <laughs> Your listeners' top podcast genres were comedy, 
leisure, and TV and film. So can, <laughs> so I guess we could confirm we are truly the clowns of Weishwurz. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the the Clown Point. Uh, my name is Clown. <laughs> I'm joined by Honk. Uh, <laughs> I'm the straight man, and you just deliver the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your top music genres were rock, pop, and rap. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that tracks, right? That tracks. I'm disappointed in, in you for not listening to jazz. Sorry, it's all right. <laughs> Can't forgive to give a shout out to our, our biggest, biggest fans. fans. All right, let's see who our biggest fans are. Are they gonna dox? It, are they anybody? gonna dox you guys? We're a top ten podcast for twenty three fans. Nice, nice. Twenty three of you couldn't find ten better things to listen to. <laughs> I'm both proud and disappointed all what? at once. No, no, come on. We're a great podcast. We're fantastic. Right. We're, We're top, top five. five. For 19 fans. So that's the so the 23 of you that couldn't put us in top five, like, come on, man. Step, is it, there up, five, step it up. Is there really five better podcasts? <laughs> oh man. Trouble, please. What is this gonna do? This is gonna okay. be the top one. Eight people. We are the number one podcast. Let's you. fucking go. Let's fucking go. Our dude. eight most committed Spotify listeners, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank we you. We don't do very it for much. any other reason than for you guys. <laughs> uh, and the top fans listen to us 1.4 times more than our other listeners. I'm not really sure what that means. 40% more. Huh. Just like. Just like 40% more replays, I guess. You know, congrats to you for enjoying the sound of our voice. Yeah. I mean, like, Ben's voice is very aesthetically pleasing, if I can be <laughs> honest. Sure, sure, sure. It's his demon laugh that's not so pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. Thank you for sharing your podcast with the world. We made something just for you. Oh, they made something for us. Okay, uh -huh. I'm sure it's great. Go celebrate with your feds. Oh, it's like it's like celebration images. Nice, nice. Cool. All we, right. We we have created a thousand and one thousand and a hundred minutes of audio for you to listen to. And it's all about an anime card game. We did. Which it, we lads. would do. We would we would not spend a thousand and one hundred hours recording anything else so yeah. thank you to everybody who listens to us on spotify we have no interest in uh anything but providing quality content and we're glad that you are here we're glad that you enjoy it really and feel it's free really nice. to tell others and spread the word of the gospel of refresh point you know i if you you know if you're out there and you would like to leave a comment, I'll like, I'll like put, I'll make this the, the comment as well. Uh, or, or no, you don't have to leave a comment, but like, can you listen to anything else besides episode four? <laughs> like, like, come on, man. It's like, it's, it's not even relevant that much anymore. <laughs> Like, when was that? Hold up. When was we can we can look at our YouTube and check uh, when when that went down? So episode four was yeah, in you, April April first, 
Nice. April Fool's Day. And, it... and surprisingly, it was like very average on our YouTube stats, but like apparently y'all Spotify listeners, y'all were just, y'all were in there. It was episode four was the one for you, man. Well, thank you again for uh, for all the listening that you do, uh, no matter what platform. We appreciate you. We appreciate y'all. Uh, but yeah. All right. Let's. let's and so uh, with that, the first post ban list regionals have dropped. And thus, we have our first look at what might be in store for our new largely Aliceless meta. Pretty much Aliceless meta. You, but you know that like some people are like trying, you know. With so many guilds and gear reveals, Steve has been proxy cooking an ambitious decklist of his own. The first in many a moon. And a contingent of Dallas players heads to Duluth in search of glory, in search of conquest, but largely in search of worlds invites. Before all that, go ahead and shuffle your decks, tap or cut. And we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. The ban list has dropped and the intel has started coming in. <laughs> yep. So we have a uh, few, uh, we'll call them medium size events yep. um, that have followed the ban list. And we're going to get even bigger ones as we go forward. Um, Duluth and um, Anaheim will probably be two of the largest of the North American BCS events this season with the with I mean it's it's almost a guarantee that the Anaheim event will be the biggest one of the year. Yeah. And we're seeing some preliminary data that is suggesting that the meta is going to become very VTuber focused for the <laughs> remainder of the year. And to the sadness of everyone that doesn't like Hololive, um I have bad news that that power vacuum is being filled and it's being filled by vtubers <laughs> so uh man yeah uh, pretty much it's exactly what we thought would happen a lot of decks particularly standby decks that were anxious to play the game at level one play like you know realistic power games at level one and two were being choked to death by alice because alice would not let them do any of that so now that alice is gone um, those decks, um, particularly, uh, I would say, um, Kanata Marine and, um, ASCII and standby decks, um, ASCII Polka, um, and, uh, ASCII Choco, you know, all the eight standby varietals for whole life, plus Kanata Marine, those are all f rushing to fill in that gap because those decks, uh, lost probably their most toxic, annoying matchup. So, yeah, of course, you know, they, they were good before. Uh, you know, of course, they'll be good again. They'll be good again. Uh, in other news, the JP box pack ratios and case ratios have all changed. Yes. Uh, starting in January with those sets. Yes. And so we should anticipate those changes will come to, to English eventually. Mm -hmm. um, as our listeners well know, we rarely talk about anything related to Weiss Japan, but... Um, since these are inevitable changes, in my opinion, I think it's worth at least discussing so we can talk about what we like and what we don't like about it. Yeah. What do we got? All right. So, um, starting in 2024, instead of nine cards per pack, we're going to have eight cards per pack. They're removing one common okay. uh, for the exact same price as before. Um, 
some could view that as a loss of value. I just view it as a loss of things Comments. that I have to fling in the trash after exactly. we're done. Um, we're going to have 12 packs per box uh, instead of 16, reducing the price in Japanese yen from 7,040 to 5,280. And instead of six, uh, 18 boxes per case, we're going to have 24 boxes per case at the same price. So what does this mean? Probably the most salient takeaway is if you are already buying cases or half cases or split cases or anything or play sets as your main vehicle for buying Y shorts, you will feel nothing from this, in my opinion. <laughs> the, yeah. the double R ratios are exactly the same. Getting the cards that you want should happen at relatively the same clip. And they removed climax comments. Right, right. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. So now there are no climax comments. All climaxes are CRs, but you should get them at the exact same clip you got climax comments yeah so i think in general most people will not feel this um where this sucks is your one box magic is probably a little lower than it was before i mean you're just opening less packs and less packs per box yeah. so your chance of just randomly ripping um sps is probably a little lower now since we have six more boxes per case um, and we didn't change any of the other ratios. So your chance of just YOLOing boxes and then ripping is, is gone down slightly. Um, but the boxes are cheaper now. So your cash will go just as far into the case as it did before. Um, it's just like a, a box availability versus, you know, what you can crack. It, that that part of it's con gone down. So if there's a negative takeaway, that's the negative takeaway. Buying one box and trying to YOLO into into SPs, that percentage of that happening has dropped. But in every other metric, uh, I would view this generally as a win. Um, there's just less chaff. And the last case in box change was meant to address a similar problem. Um, this just kind of takes it even further. And it's honestly for the best. Like, I, as a person who buys mostly cases and split cases, I have to throw away fistfuls of cards after every single case opening because there's just no reason to keep 20 of something. And anything that can reduce that waste um, is a win in my book. Hey man, you never know. I, I thought all of these Overlord red cards were useless. And then suddenly a set two came out and these vampire brides became part of the meta <laughs> yeah there's always the chance that can happen right you don't have to keep you don't have to you don't have to throw away cards i mean yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can keep them all yeah. but i mean speaking as a person with finite storage um, <laughs> yeah. and many 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 sets um, yeah, yeah 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 we gotta we gotta, we gotta keep, keep a tight heavy lid on the amount uh, of random commons and uncommons so yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. the triple play sets we're just I mean, by the handful. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if you're ever looking for yeah. free cards, um, yeah, you want to pay some shipping, I got you. <laughs> for sure. Last bit of fun little news. All right. I've committed. Just three of y'all already go to Worlds, including you, probably. So, like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah. Refresh points going to Japan. Uh, so... If you want to say hi, and you happen to be in Tokyo, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be there. Yeah, um, I will be there regardless. Okay. Um, so, like, I mean, 
Valid. There are things in motion that can't be reversed at this point. Uh -huh. um, the, the reason we're phrasing it the way we are is because there's some sticky issues in my passport, but hopefully um, those Bushi Road will be kind and um, they will accept me um, <laughs> once I get my passport renewed. Um, yeah, but, just, uh, you know, we just have to wait on that always truly reliable American bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> I did have somebody tell me their one of the locals said their their uh, one of their relatives got theirs back in four weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'm true. hoping by Christmas we'll have the we'll have it in hand. Perfect Christmas present. That'd be great. You know, it'd be really cool. Yeah. Along with the email from Bougie Road saying I can go. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we get all that, my stress level will go down by a full half. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And if not, we'll do the podcast from the front of the Bougie Road headquarters while I flame them. <laughs> it's just like. I mean, we will be. Yes, there won't will... be any other solution. I just I don't have to do it. They'll make me do it. We will both be in Japan. We'll record a podcast in Japan, and not only that. Ah, uh, well, we didn't talk about this, but I want to make it special a little bit. We might try to make it live, but this depends obviously on the internet in Japan and uh how that would all work <laughs> yeah uh we'll have to discuss that uh we'll discuss later it. but uh but we'll, we will we'll be do there our, we'll do our best to uh it, we'll yeah. have a fun little world's refresh point. we will always we'll definitely be there everything else we gotta talk about because like equipment is a real thing that we won't have but we'll see yeah um turns out hear me out I'm a great fan of not pulling uh, trash taste and uh, having a bunch of my expensive equipment put in a checked bag and then lost. Yeah, we definitely don't do that. Yeah, so we would have to figure it out. But keep an eye out. And I will be at both Duluth and Anaheim trying my very best to not go to Japan as a water boy. <laughs> so, so if you want to say hello, uh, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm wearing a hat. It's like a driver's cap. I'm like a Viet guy with glasses and a driver's cap. Uh, I'll have a mat that has, has, uh, <laughs> Bioko, a non-copyrighted character on it. And it says, come and take it with that character holding a cannon. Um, and, uh, and or I'll just have my like top three Springfest mat out because it looks nice. Uh, Why did we make refresh point mats again when neither of us used them? You know, true. I'll probably just have to. I'll probably just <laughs> at some the point we should try mat. to advertise for our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. That's fair enough. I will be using the refresh point mat. So if you see it, come say hello. If we're fighting, please just fight me normally. <laughs> like I've seen, like I've seen it before in like other communities where they'll be like, "Oh wow, it's like this content creator." Ah, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like trash. No, please just just fight me. That's right, fight me. We want, yeah, we want to either put our our fans in the dumpster or be put in the dumpster ourselves, and we By don't our want fans. any in between. Yep, yep. <laughs> so. If you see the mat, don't do anything but play Weiss normally. <laughs> uh, All right. And speaking about Duluth, let's dive right in to the spike corner. 
Uh, so... As if you'd think you'd find us anywhere else. <laughs> as if you think you would find us anywhere else. It's time to talk about all of these other regionals that have just occurred. And our top winner, as previously alluded to, was Hololive. Yeah, so we have three Hololive decks in every top eight. Um, we are talking about just... A, a, the whole game. Yes. The every every type of build that you can have. Get the have. lineup. You yeah. know, line them up on the police ASCII lineup. ASCII and everyone. We have ASCII Gura, ASCII Polka. ASCII Choco. No. Is there one? No. We have Kanata Marine. Sure. We have Kanata Suisse Marine. Yeah. We have eight standby something. We don't know what it is. We have ASCII Gura. We have Mori Gura. Finally, for the first time, whoever you are in France, I love you. <laughs> and um, our France, our France winner is is Aski Polka. Yeah. And so this is just regular human standby deck, where like it plays very reasonably for level one, and then at level starting from level two, it starts to get unreasonable because we put out this three two that you definitely cannot side attack and it burns you or defensive scries over and over again. Or they'll have great performance and they will have this punch that says, uh, I can't take auto damage and I can't be reversed, so no. Yeah, and so um, I don't think that they were running the bodyguard. Oh, they're not, okay. And so this list. The, this list doesn't have the bodyguard. Every time I don't see the bodyguard, I'm a little surprised. But um, I guess it's clunky. I, I don't know. It, I it, mean, it's a little clunky. That and... combination feels really solid, folks. Like, maybe I need a whole life player. Comment in, uh, you know, whatever you're listening to this to on. Uh, comment to me why the bodyguard doesn't get played. Because I feel like you should run one of this thing in every deck. Because there are just some decks that cannot tolerate this card at all. Like, they, if you're against avatar bar standby and they put this thing down it's just like okay like now i have to figure out how to get the bounce if if it's even possible to get and it's just like i don't know it makes the game so much more complex well there is there is the factor that um what is it there is the factor of the event being an event and not inherently easy to add to your hand sure um, and that might be like a level of in of inconsistency that is intolerable enough. Yeah. And to be fair, to be fair, Luna does say defensive scry. Yeah, defensive scry. Um, no side attacks, which is super annoying for some decks. Like, over and it's gonna be like a thirteen that will burn you on reverse by for ditching. one. Yeah, by ditching. By the, ditching, the, but like, what do you have as standby hand, so... The great power of this card is that, that first line where it says they can't side attack, because Overlord has no way to manage this card. Like, on their turn, if they're level two, their choice is don't attack in for every lane that one of these is in. Because otherwise you're gonna get anti-change countered, and so like they really like got to stick them up on you because there's no way around it. Um, if they have two of these things, it feels intolerable. 
Yeah, and they have the Kanata dancer to yes. just make sure that yes. if, even if they stand by to the back, you know, they got oh. they got the sauce anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. The Kanata dancer. It's all good. Yeah, no. It's yeah. either dances in the front row to a to a lane you don't want, or it dances for a back row to the front row and makes you have to deal with it. And so it's just a it's just a very nice card for the deck overall. Um, this zero game looks exactly like every zero game that you would think. Um, we have we've slotted one of the freezer just to um, just to slap Askigura decks, and uh, yeah, I mean this this is a very reasonable deck that has great upside. Another cool winner, Avatar. Turns out, if you just attack your opponent many 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 times, they will die. Yeah, so we're seeing quite a few Avatar decks show up. They're all sporting the same top end, which is the Ozula top end. And then we have um, multiple um, Toph level one games. And then we have a build here that's um, actually eight standby. Yeah. Uh, so these decks are all trying to do something very similar to what I would say this is similar to Gura, where we have a deck that doesn't particularly care about doing anything in the mid game or early game. All it wants to do is generate huge amounts of resources and it can because it's basically leveraging the avatar state Aang for free stock. And then in the green builds, they are churning that avatar state card over and over again with the level one um, clock swapper. It clock swaps on play and it clock swaps on death. So it's, um, it's the Steve special. Um, where you know the Steve from Toronto special, not me clearly. Um, <laughs> where you, because I can't, I'm not going to think of good ideas like this. So I'll, I'll be honest with you. My strength in the game lies from playing it. I, I am horrible at building decks. Like bless these people for putting this stuff together. Uh, yeah. And so, okay. but even I can put this together where it's like, okay, we clock this thing, we get free money, and then it dies, and then we put it back in our hand, and then we get another card, and then we do it again next turn. Yep. So that gameplay loop's really solid. Works really well. Um, so it's just a deck with a plan. Like it just wants to get to the end game. And and not only a deck with a plan, with Alice removed, the early game becomes infinitely more palatable. Yes. And because of the plan that it has, even if they're at two, I mean, wherever you're at, if you're in the range of six attacks, then why yeah. not just try to kill you? And I think that <laughs> I think that obviously I think six packets is kind of on the low end of what they can generally. Oh do. yeah, like, no, but what, like like if but, they're yeah. just sitting at two, yeah, and they have like resource and health to spare, like yeah, they might just let like five attacks rip for oh, fun. Yeah, for sure. Like they can let it rip any time in the game, and it's just like a question of triggers, what you think you can land, that sort of thing. But like open lanes is open season. If they can land stuff, they're gonna land it, and they want. If they build a huge lead, the game feels cursed, because you know at the end game it's gonna be just bombs, and it's kind of cursed the other way too, because their finisher needs reverse. But if they won't play to the board, and they're using JCs and like weak characters to poke you, you're not gonna be able to run it in. Like they won't let you. And so when you hit the end game, you're going to have these like not level three characters against Ozula. And that's tough. Now, the saving grace is they do need to clock themselves yep. repeatedly. Yeah. So if we get to an angle 
that uh, we can hit them and to any amount of health at three, like that is at the very least some limiter. Yeah, and right? this is another great spot for the um, for the Luna if the mm -hmm. Luna can stay on the board because you're poking them when they try to when they try to poke you with Sokka, you can poke them back with burn one. And that can be very annoying to your end game while you're trying to like push push it across the finish line. Yeah. Uh, Overlord is still around. It's predictably. Yeah, it's flirting with the top eight in every in, in every event. It's not winning. And but it's the close. Thing that does not die is slide. Ever. As it turns out, we got to keep the entire level two package. And hear me out. If we just keep Hexproof and we keep any way that can get to that package reasonably, the deck still works. Yeah, so we have a win here for the deck that we believed was the strongest of the of the Andmuran varietals, which is standby. Um, and then we have a top four for, for Mila Murin and a top eight for Two Soul Murin. So literally all of the things that we talked about, except for Milam, obviously, um, we didn't, we discussed we, Milam we briefly. We talked about it. Yeah. Just like, I'm not a fan, but like, turns out, man. It can get the job done. Anything into Muron can get the job done. Yeah, I think and Muron is the, is the salient part of the deck. Everything else is kind of just getting to and Muron. Honestly, and the funniest thing too is like seeing uh, like the multiple different endgame ideas just like continue on. Yeah. Uh, so like like the list that I'm looking at right now, that's the Milam list. Literally ran two Benny, two Dragonoid, and no Shion. Three Benny. Oh, is it three? Yeah, we got the we got the high rarity Benny. High rarity Benny. Boom. <laughs> so three Benny. Two Dragonoid, no Shion, and two Shuna healers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, taking and the game reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to heal down. Why be reasonable in this meta? Don't be reasonable. You need kill to kill them. That's right. Just go ham, baby. Like, I, I don't, I don't support reasonability anymore. I, <laughs> I, uh, there's no way. Uh, like, the game is too dangerous right now. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go hard in the paint. Speaking scripted, of scripted, uh, from. Uh, what is it? Scripted wise, yeah. uh, from EU, yeah. was the two soul pilot, and they're a known Benny Maru hater. Yeah. Uh, and so three Shion, three Dragonoid, I think three Dragonoid Bonder, which is the super sauce for trying to actually loop Dragonoid. Yeah, and potions. True. And potions. Yeah. I mean, this is like the full greed setup where you're just like. I don't, four bonder, four, four of the Muron bonder and just hard jamming them every single turn. Like this is, this is literally getting into a sports car and just flooring it right off, right to the edge of a cliff. I mean, you don't need hexproof if they're already close to dead with no counterplay. Correct. <laughs> and we have Ramorous um, reintroduced in this build uh, for some stability. Basically, a potion is a free guy every two turns with Ramorous. So we're using that to, like, in case we block, then <laughs> we need to keep the game going. Yeah. And the standby Muron list is kind of like the... Ha has, like, 
is I think the closest to like an old list, slightly tuned. Yeah. Um, four Benimaru, uh, one Shion, and then two off finishers that are more easily standby out. I think the weakness of standby is a lack of good level three targets. They've attempted to rectify this with the Hinata and the set two Benimaru that on reverse burns two and gives one five uh, to everybody else. Kind of uh, helping pump up you know your your muron board just out of reasonable yeah like attack. so in the mirror you get to win and the hinata is like uh, a reasonable way to um manipulate stuff on the board it does a downgrade and then it's it does need green you only have three green not if you cards. stand by it but not if you stand by it, but if you stand by it, you don't get the downgrade. You just get the on reverse ditch two burn X equal to the number of reversed characters, which is not fake. It's just, I mean, you can control it, right? Yeah. So you can get, you know, whatever, whatever damage you feel like is necessary to get in there. I imagine that card only gets played in emergency circumstances, like some kind of level three on the board that has bodyguard or something. And like, you can't deal with it and you just need to remove it. Um, or yeah. your opponent is standby something in the back and then you don't want to deal with it next turn, like a la Askigura, you can just downgrade that thing and get rid of it. Um, so there's a there's a couple nice things here for sure. Um, I've never seen this Hinata played in any deck, so I had no idea what it did. Also, they're running the Hakuro that lets you just straight up remove a guy by being humongous i think it's 13k and then on reverse it sends it to stock so that's a nice piece of removal for sticky targets that have encore that you can't get rid of you're just like okay we'll go away forever like it's the... a standby list with a lot of standby hate yes we want to be the only one on the board doing stuff not you and not anyone else yeah so although i will note uh to all of the non-great performance players your Lunas are level zero, and our handy dandy Ricky, which we like to search when we're at level two so that we can make sure not to strand ourselves, does let us discard to bounce a level zero character. True. This deck has, this set had, this build has one Ricky. It's, it's funny. It's definitely something we can. They have three Shuna Rickies and three Hakuros, you know, yeah. it's like, like I said, it is the most like old list tuned to stand by yeah a little bit yeah i would say that pretty much and so slime just kind of got away with still being a top meta deck we did it lads <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and yeah there's I, some other you know yeah. fun stuff quince I, is always kind of on the edge still yeah. morigura exists so Ador uh, Ador itsuki won singapore Oh, true. And so, like, this is a direct consequence of Alice leaving the meta. Yeah. Like, this is a deck that literally can never beat Alice. It it loses at every point in the game, and it has no way to deal with Alice's compression at all. And Turns so, out, Quince doesn't have a stock swap. It's not even that so much. It's that, obviously, but also compounded with the fact that even their level 2 Slayer card that they played, like, needed more to get over Alice. It wasn't just, like, jam this thing and solve it. They didn't have any cards that were like jam this thing and solve it. So, uh, other than the anti early to memory, um, yeah. so it it was just a very cursed matchup in general. Um, but now, 
we're back, right? We, yeah. We can we can just incinerate people with our extremely dangerous finisher. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trying to incinerate people with extremely dangerous finishers, Seven Deadly Sins in Australia got second because it still can't work. However, it did lose to Slime, which, if you think about it, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that that standby Mirren deck that it lost to had two memory counters. And three Shunas. Like, it, there's no way. Just there's just no can't way. Can't play the game, and Betty man. Mara, there's just no way. Just like, can't <laughs> play the game, man. No. Help! Help me, <laughs> bro. You, you could have. Oh, it's oh my god, it's even worse. I just realized. Yeah. You could have double Shuna and the Betty Mara. The Betty Mara gives your front row Shuna another uh, one five power. Yep. So even if you can try to get a power pump on Escador. You still lose to the memory backup. You ha yeah, you still <laughs> lose to the memory backup. No, it's cursed. That it's, matchup's cursed. It's cursed, yeah. Hate that. Congrats for getting second, honestly. Like, you had to navigate <laughs> probably quite a few, like, maybe, maybe you were able to navigate all the slimes correctly. I mean, there were no other slimes in the top eight. That's so, crazy. You know. Nope. Got the path up to fight the, the cursed matchup yep. at the very end. And shout out to the third place uh, Azure Lane, uh, Pants Double Bar Bill. Yeah, so this is like an attempt at um, trying to get the best of every single world in Azure Lane, where we want to get, we want the level one, like, reasonable combo, but we also want the back row uh, brainstorm combo, but we also want a third combo. To so, kill the enemy. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's the most fair of their finisher combos where it's just like pay one and pitch one on attack to burn two. I mean, just a jolly day. Regular human card doesn't require experience. It doesn't really require any setup. Um, so yeah, I mean, and we got we have Kronstadt in our back pocket in case like we can really use it somehow, but yeah for the most part this is kind of just like a deck that is like really heavily leveraged on advantage so yeah i mean congrats yeah. great great job very cool and now you know steve it's been quite a while but i think it's time for a little bit of ambitious deck building we love ambitious deck building so um normally it's not me yeah <laughs> doing the ambitious deck building yeah. but the thing is is that bushi road in their infinite wisdom and i'm i'm gonna i have to keep saying this because i'm so sad but at the same time they're absolutely needed to remove alice <laughs> like i cannot stress enough that i am not mad that they did it it needed to happen but that doesn't mean i haven't been playing one deck for the last like eight months and now i'm completely rudderless so yeah i know to find i saw you into it on overlord for like three weeks and just absolutely get body <laughs> yeah i th the thing is is i'm searching for a world's deck and so i need to sample all the sets that I haven't been playing for literally months. Even though these decks existed, I just wasn't playing them. Yeah. So uh, I did play Overlord for a few weeks. I have some thoughts about Overlord. Maybe those can wait for another podcast where I can talk about Overlord and what I think its strengths and weaknesses are in the meta. But I'm very excited because although we haven't seen all the cards, we've seen like 90% of the cards. Enough. 
enough for me to decide that this this Guilty Gear thing has got legs in the meta. It's got some legs. I think it's got some legs. And you know what? Because I am still trying to fight for a world's invite. I have paid literally no thought nor attention to any Guilty Gear deck building besides, huh, maybe these 50 cards can make a made deck. Anyways, back to jamming slime for like six games in a row. <laughs> so you've been the one doing a bunch of Guilty Gear deck building. We've decided on Kai and Ramlethal, or sorry, sorry, <clears throat> Kai Kiski and Ramlethal. So, what do we have to support this game plan? All right, so we're gonna start by getting this out of the way. This is the most cursed climax combination in all of Weishwartz. There is nothing worse <laughs> than bar pants at just polluting the absolute shit out of your hand. But I feel like we can get away with it. And why can we get away with it? Well, let's talk about it. So this zero lineup that Guilty Gear is gonna sport is gonna be one of the most versatile, nasty, power-laden zero games in Weiss currently. We're talking about a 4K on your turn and then a runaway on your opponent's turn. We have the 3-5 drop search with nearly no downside. Our climax swapper, 2,500 power. Every time we play a climax, assign a thousand. So our zero game is nice and thick, can remove most problems. Yeah, and that climax swapper, Ari Ferretta climax swapper. Yes. Sack a guy, get a different climax. Yeah, so we have plenty of- Is it a search? It is definitely not, but okay. um, think Let's keep it reasonable. But <laughs> I thought I thought I saw a reveal that was a search. Maybe that was Oshinoko. Yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about JP yet, though. Let's get back to Guilty Gear. <laughs> so, yeah, we have the ditch. Um, we have the ditch climax and kill for the climax swap. So we get to preserve our, uh, our, our cash money. And we have maybe one of the best hand fixers in print right now um, in this 500 power Melia. She is on play. We can pitch anything and get anything from the clock. We're talking climaxes, we're talking events, we can get anything. Anything. And then as an act, we can pitch again and put her in the waiting room for the salvage. So we have double hand fix and we have clock fix and we have salvage anything, which is just a phenomenal profile. We don't even care about the 500 power. It doesn't even matter because- Dude, most I've seen some funny stuff with you trying this. Like there was a time where it was like, I need a climax in my hand. Huh, wait a second. Let me play this Ricky that checks top two and rearranges. Oh, there's a climax there. Oh, I'll just put that on top. Ricky, put the climax in the clock. Play Milia, get it from the clock. <laughs> it's just free real estate. <laughs> And yeah, that's absolutely oh, like one of the nice plays you can make. The the Ricky is is check to and reorder, um, which is an awesome kicker for Ricky. It has all the parts that you want. You can either play it safe by checking first and then rickying, or you can play it aggressive by rickying and then checking to see what your climax triggers are gonna be, or whether your brainstorms are gonna hit, just whatever you need. Um, the brainstorm is on uh, climax play, assign a thousand, and we can choose it 
or uh, the Ramlethal Familiar, and we can put them into memory. That's how we get our gauge charging in this deck. Um, only problem that I have with this zero game. Um, we don't really have anybody to occupy the other back row slot yet. Now we're experimenting with some ideas, but this guy's too good for a pants assist. Yeah. Tisk, so, tisk. so there's, there's a number. <laughs> there's a number. <laughs> I hate that profile. I hate it. We only have one pants and it's the worst of the pants assists. So, no, I hate it. Uh, but it might go. We, we, it mean? might. It might. I don't know. It's like right now, I'm just hard putting down two brainstormers every game. I don't care. <laughs> but hey, we're just assigning a thousand power twice. That's right. Yeah, I mean you could brainstorm twice. Yeah, I mean, no, we like it. But yeah. uh, I think we could do better. We're gonna sample some other back row choices. So what do you mean you don't want the the guy that gives hexproof and then one five if you trigger a soul trigger? I mean we have a decent <laughs> amount of soul triggers. It's possible we could proc that, but realistically, I mean it's just gonna be straight chilling and giving hexproof, which I don't know if that's enough in the with the rest of the deck. We'll see. So at level one, um, we're mostly blue. Our, we do have the green um, familiar for Ramlethal. Um, this card, even if, even if you just had to jam this thing and like didn't care, uh, as long as you have a climax, it has three souls. And three souls pre-trigger, um, as we well know, if we've faced many other decks in the meta right now, is in fact very good. So turns uh, out, just jamming that thing onto the field makes it straight up 7K and three souls. So that's fine. Um, our level one combo is uh, Amelia combo or, or uh, Maguro combo or however you think of it. Check for and add anything. But on top of that, secondarily, we get even more value in case our deck isn't appropriate to mill for. Or perhaps the target we want is in the waiting room and it happens to be level two or higher. We can just get it. Boom. We can just pick it up. So You know, Kai is a, a flexible ruler. Yes. And warrior. Yes. You know. He's, he he can really make the he can really make the business work. He's an all-rounder character. <laughs> He's True. a a balanced character. Yes. <laughs> Extremely balanced. <laughs> so yeah, when we ride the lightning, we definitely can get either something from the top four and push a little deck speed, or we can pick up our level two or higher of our choice. So the combo's good at every point. We can use it when our deck is big. We can use it when our deck is small. We can do anything we want. Yeah, he's a balanced character, uh, to quote the Guilty Gear Strive website. Nice. <laughs> so we get all the good balance effects. True, true. And then our other level one uh, partner to this and uh, the, the band-aid that we're going to put on our horrible climax trigger situation is Testament Graceful Victory. So the Testament gets the same profile as the aqua from hollow live on attack we can uh, assign power 500 times number you know of that's other... a lot of like re that's like a lot of effects aqua from hollow live yeah come on man okay okay all right i'm, I'm getting i'm explaining it yeah 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 so <laughs> it's a 10 4500 on attack it gives to uh power 500 times number of your characters to somebody and also on attack it gives all of your characters the following ability where you can pitch a climax whenever you trigger a climax to salvage yeah we, we love that because every single one of our climax triggers will put a climax into our hand 
So we can always proc this thing and we can pitch any extra climaxes that we don't want for value. You know, as a zoning character, it Testament lets you zone your climaxes away. Right. <laughs> to the waiting room, which is where they belong. So really? Maybe, the waiting room? I not, mean, not the deck? After we're... I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Except for, the, <laughs> except for the one that we keep in hand at all times because it's 2023 and we don't leave ourselves without climaxes in this meta. Yeah. Um, rolling into level two, we start to hit the heavy utility, not anything that we're going to fight for the board with. This is not going to be a fight for the board deck. This is gonna be a, let's uh, keep the game reasonable and then start setting up a way to win. So we have uh, the 2-1 Giovanna um, can be big, but we'll put big in quotation marks for a level two, 11-5 with, with nothing else. And we have pay one and ditch one to do the fair Fumio where you hold out one climax of your choice and then reshuffle the rest into your deck. This is our only decompression mechanism so far, and um, it's there. It's there for for the situations you would think. Now, hear me out, lads. If they decide after all of this to reveal a stock swap in like the last three or four cards in the main booster, man, what a tease! <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go from has legs to is extremely dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're just gonna make it some hot garbage. It's gonna be like a pay for event that's like level one. Don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> um, as long as it's stock stop Fumio, we can make it work. <laughs> our other two one is another uh, utility piece that's gonna help us try and win the game. Is Testament beautiful gear on play? We get to salvage literally any character and then discard. So we have yet another discard outlet. So we're real heavy on discard outlets in this deck. We have discard outlets everywhere. We've got the Melia. We've got the Drop Search. We've got the Giovanna. We've got the Testament. Like we have both Testaments. We are. Our discard outlets are pretty heavy all throughout the build, and they have to be, because you are going to have three climaxes in your hand at all times if you don't. So we need a, a nice spread all across the level spectrum of discard. And burn one twice is a deceptively useful mechanic yes. in the mid game. <laughs> yes. So the or maybe just deceptive to me. Yeah. It's probably just a pretty good mechanic in the mid game <laughs> so if you're ahead this testament will put you way ahead as an act you can pay two and discard two and then take one of your characters from memory and put it into the waiting room and then rest the testament to burn one twice so this is the pile-in so the ram finisher is very cost effective and efficient and does six pack six packets excuse me and that's all well and good but maybe we need a little more maybe we need to fish right because we have burn three on our end game all over the place and a fast way to make burn three a lot more dangerous than it is is to fish from the top maybe like one twice try to poke a little bit so we have two pokes with testament then we have a ramlethal poke that's all pre a whole bunch of threes and so any climaxes that get fished by those ones is going to be a terror for for the rest of the game so um but maybe we can't afford this every game it's not an every game play it's a you know game's going well we absolutely sculpt for it or we need damage we absolutely sculpt for it secondarily though we do have a real finisher and man what an efficient setup yeah 
So um, we have, uh, just to round out the three game, we have our Ramlethal finisher. This is probably one of the first finishers in a while that you definitely won't see four of in a deck. Um, yeah, you need yeah. absolutely one of this thing and having more is rarely an advantage. So um, unless you need to, um, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure why you'd play a multiple Rams in a turn. But um, we have on play, nothing. Um, so that's not great. But on attack, we reveal the top. If it's a Guilty Gear character, we deal one damage. And then uh, on climax placement for the bar, we cost nothing, no stock, no hand. We just, just take, one memory. That's right. We take one Guilty Gear character out of memory. Then we name either deck or waiting room. And we grab two of the familiars and we put them on the board in any position. Because it turns out they had a second ability it was a climax combo with this bar and this says die <laughs> ideally <laughs> so um so we're talking about uh the ramlethal familiar um its ability with only with the ramlethal three on the board you cannot do this other at other points in the game otherwise you absolutely would is pay two and ditch one uh, with the bar and with Ramlethal, and she has to be in the middle position, um, and you deal three damage on attack. And this card gets 6,000 power. So it goes from casually 7k to casually 13k really quickly. <laughs> so yeah. this is uh, gonna- I, I'm curious, can we double back on the level three? Do you have to be level three to do this combo? No. <laughs> yeah carry on i mean so not not to belabor the point but i think this set has standby yeah, pretty yeah. sure so yeah 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 maybe this isn't ambitious enough <laughs> maybe i was too reasonable yeah anyway, maybe you're too reasonable <laughs> our only other level three in the build is uh faust uh which is a uh four more early play heal to stock like a very regular card yeah um that... you know it makes sense that you would build a deck with kai and ramlethal you, you you yourself said that you weren't that great at deck building and according to the website here these balance characters their moves are easy to use. If you're debating who to play, you give them a try. Well, uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some straightforward uh, play here. Um, the thing is that the cards I mentioned don't round out the whole deck. We have to slot things specifically to deal with the meta, right? Because that's what we're talking about, the world's meta. Yeah. So... Anti-early punch. Yeah, we got to have it. Memory punch. We got to have it. And then we need to probably deal with some problems on the board sometimes, right? Because every once in a while, there's going to be a problem character on the board that you need to get rid of forever. And so we're going to slide a couple copies of Axel Time Manipulator. So this is a 2165. And when it attacks, it gets number of Guilty Gear other Guilty Gear characters times 1500. So full board plus 6000 on attack. And if we have the the willpower and resources we can discard a card and we can send one of our guilty characters from memory to give it an additional 2500 power and on reverse put that character on top of the deck what is that good for it's great for we're hitting the sweet spot for power now 14 5 yeah and like 
come on. There's going to be a climax. 15-5. And then if we have the Ramlethal Brainstorm. 16-5. Now we're above most counters and most level 2s or 3s. So, including Muron. Correct. Including Muron <laughs> and including Kanada. So these are the two main targets to remove with this card. And Luna. And Luna. Um, we want to, if there's a problem character, if at, to the best of our ability, we want to try and remove it. And putting it on top of their deck and then poking them and putting it directly into their clock is a very fast way to do that. Although I guess if you played the Giovanna Clock Bomb, <laughs> that would also technically get rid of the Luna. Yes. <laughs> That's true. And you can't even decide not to send the Luna to clock. You have to front it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. there's there are some ways right <laughs> um, sorry i just no yeah that loot is a funny card to me it's like it's so good unless yeah <laughs> unless they've got the juice and then it's like ah you got me oh uh, you had level zero things that annoyed other level zeros it's kind of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because I don't, uh, I don't uh, prefer Overlord. Uh, I have been playing it, um, but uh, I do respect it, and I, re I resolve. Also, if there are all these standby decks, right? If I, if I just can't find any inroads into the board, and I have to have inroads to the board, or perhaps my opponent has standby two Guras and is threatening me with ultimate annihilation. Well, we got a card we can sculpt yeah and we're gonna solve that problem it may cost it may kill us in the process <laughs> but it, we may choose we may choose the nuclear option if forced and so what's our nuclear option we're gonna rush down the whole enemy board how are we gonna do it we're gonna do it with i know megalomania times one just one we love you know and what Not as much as Dar Eno, but we do love Eno. No, we don't love Eno because our first ga Guilty Gear was was the first Guilty Gear, and that All character right. is real toxic. But well, 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 we love this Eno. We definitely do. So, <laughs> one oh forty five hundred on attack, it gets power. Who cares? On act, pay four, <laughs> pay four, and pitch one, and send a character from memory to the waiting room and we take all of our opponent's characters and we put them all back into their hand so if you have been cheating and playing your guys for free using standby mechanics because you're a scumbag <laughs> well i'm gonna i have the remedy for that or perhaps your character is immune to most of the mechanics of the game and you think that you're gonna stack five markers under this character and then send him to memory and then you're gonna incinerate me in the late game well i have news i don't think so because i will sculpt this thing so fast and i will hold it all game it'll be the last character i play i will stop attacking <laughs> Unless you need four stop. Right, in which case we gotta keep attacking. But, but this is the card, right? So this card is really... It's not gonna come into play often, right? I'm saying 10% of games are less. But this is kind of the in case of emergency break glass card where it's like, we gotta get the board back and we gotta get it back now. And so we just jam this thing use all of our money probably or a very large portion of it and we re-stabilize the board 
and we force these standby cheaters to play the game reasonably. After all, you only need five stock for Ramblethal. Correct, which means if the game's going even a little okay, we might still be able to finish. So, I think it's good. I'm gonna run one of it in every build. I mean, heck, you could you could still do Ramblethal with like four stock anyway. Yeah. Like, three stock. In the sense of like, you can just get out your one O's and get one burn three for three stock. And burn one. Yeah. So like, you do lose a burn three if you're extremely broke, but it shouldn't be. And so sacrificing your, uh, I think a, an important point of, of for Guilty Gear is um, if you're playing the Ramlethal finisher, you need to invest those resources earlier in the game that you're not going to need later. It's two kinds of decks in the game, right? You have decks that are very cheap on the back end, and so you can invest all during the game. We can slime, yes, or uh, all marine decks. Yeah, you know where we're like we don't need that much in the end game. We don't need any hand. We don't need anything. We need one ram, one card in memory, and not even that. Just one card in waiting room that we can put into the memory and a bar. And then we need two other cards and a very small amount of stock. And we can make the whole combo happen. Six packets, all threes. Like, that's... Except for one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That's nearly nothing in, 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 a, in a modern Weishwartz sense. So, you need to... You can't just rest on your laurels because your finisher is cheap. That's no reason to keep cards in your hand. That's no reason to keep your stock. You need to invest it during the rest of the game because you don't have an unreasonable end game. You have a reasonable end game. And so if you're stuck with a reasonable end game, you're going to need to invest heavy in the other sections of the game so that by the time you're level three and it's time for your reasonable end game, it's winnable. If you don't do that, then every game is going to feel out of reach. And you're going to have all these cards in hand and all this money and then nothing to do with it. Yep. So, uh, plus we have to pay out all of our toxic bar triggers. So, like, <laughs> we got to do that. True. You know, I think the funniest part about this counterplay is that, for the most part, it's strictly just, like, annoying to slime the matchup that you hate the most but like like a standby slime like if that happens and then they'd be like oh okay i'll just recast it all we just keep recast it all jam pants go again <laughs> yeah yeah it, it doesn't do very much in that matchup I, i'll be completely honest with you um it's mainly there to address standby matchups where they've created the like a thanos board the god board yeah, yeah where it's just like they've been getting standbys every turn and you're just like facing with inevitability mti can do this too yeah where like yeah, sure. they have like roxy back row uh just lay in front row and like they're just bodying you with huge power you can be like okay well i see you only have five stocks so you can take all of this back and like figure out how to allocate five stock amongst this <laughs> like that's that's where yep. we are right and so what are the weaknesses uh we can talk briefly about that what do i think is not good um not good at fighting for the board your level one combo is five five with pants six five and then ramlethal can make one of them seven five or possibly two of them seven five what is that going to do against a one one nothing like it's going to be very hard for you to get over on them um so we may need additional um now you also have the testament power allocation but realistically this deck isn't going to fight for the board super well you um, need hand yeah you need to keep up your hand 
Yeah, and so you should be able to do that relatively reasonably. Um, the deck speed is tremendous, but at the same time, you're going to take a lot of risks checking four over and over again. That's likely to mill a whole bunch of your climaxes. So the game's going to proceed at a pretty fast clip. So you need to make sure that you're doing the right sculpts. Um, sculpt this Melia into your hand at every opportunity, no matter, like, if that's going to be the card of, of, like, default consequence, where it's like, I don't know what to add to my hand, let's just add this Melia because it can get anything. So, it's kind of like, uh, Firebending Accident, or any number of these other cards that are, like, universal salvagers. I think that people have started calling them helmets, like the Kanada Bomb Squad. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Or, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that has to be wh why it's called that, but... Yeah, yeah. And maybe so, there's just another helmet card, but yeah. yeah. but that's, you know, it's it's like that, where it's like, well, I don't really know what to pick up. Well, you can pick up that. And so, it, it, that's 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 kind of how this deck is going to go, is you're going to try and re-kai them as many times as you possibly can, and Lord knows you should have enough climaxes to do it. Um, you're going to be probably heavy brainstorming. Like, you, you've definitely got enough resources to do it. Um, there's, uh, there are definitely changes that could be made here. Um, there is room for the stock charger instead of testament, but you take on additional risk. Um, and by stock charger, I'm referring to the Giovanna 1-0. Um, you need two cards in memory and then she gets on attack, reveal the top, and then it charges if it's level one or higher. You have a decent count of level one or higher cards in the stack. So it's pretty realistic that you could get charging off of it. Um, you could also switch out some of the counters if you don't believe in the memory counter and you don't really want to fight for, for the, you know, you don't think you're going to have anything fighting for the board where the memory counter will matter. I, I can understand that completely. Your two ones aren't that big. And so a lot of times the memory counter will be kind of out of reach. So maybe you don't run that and you could swatch it for, swip it for you could swap it for something else. Yeah. And you can try the Guilty Gear Strive English Original when it comes out on December 15th or you know proxy a few cards yeah have a little look yeah have a little fun yeah uh I okay it's really just not wanting to load for me I wanted to check is there uh maybe your phone will load faster because we might have we might have uh yeah we might have missed our boy kicks machina's only remaining regional I don't believe so. I think the and yeah, Bushi Road has decided to time us out. I can't connect. Uh, <laughs> you have a you have anything? Same it's same. The, dip? No, it's it's a, it's a Bushi Road site. But okay. no, there's well, nothing after December. Yeah. And okay. so um, we're gonna have two weeks of 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 you know off time or whatever. On a um, on a quick comment box, uh, I apo we apologize for not being able to get back to you quicker, Kicks Machina, but. Nice dual lane pot chin you're playing. And at this point, I would just keep playing dual lane pot chin, dude. Like, it's a reasonable dark horse that, like, you know, had it's got a game plan that can win. Yeah. Uh, I guess the the only thing is like I I think that like pot chin himself isn't super super necessary anymore because of alice being gone on the counterpoint he becomes a much more like stomp in the face at level one if they have the if they have the double one oh that guy is basically thanos like you can't get over him yeah he's like fifteen thousand power or something so like that's like a real a much more real option right now so realistically man if you've been playing it 
And like, I understand that you can play Overlord and you can play Ijika Eight Choice, but if your heart really is with the Tokyo Revengers, I think that's a set that you can make that happen with. I think it's also worth pointing out that if you've been playing that set hard for like literally like weeks or months or however long it's been out, then you absolutely should just keep running it because uh, playtime does matter and I always believe in the player and not the deck. Yeah. And one last comment for the road. Uh, Jessica notes that if we don't know what to play, there is a South deck that burns four. That's pretty okay. And to that, I will raise that I am fucking poor at this time. What the fuck? What? Where am I buying Yuki Shinon? Oh, were there reprints? Like seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm really going to be able to easily, easily find all of the essential pieces for a Yuki Shinon uh, last shot deck. That's definitely something that I could do quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've not, I haven't looked. Being a person who's collected it uh, as it released, I have yeah. never looked for the singles uh, for those cards online. Um, but I would guess that since the last reprinting of uh, those cards was um, not recent, they're probably not super cheap. And uh, yeah, that that could be real awkward. Um, also, it takes a specific kind of individual to um, run this sort of deck. It's a $15 double rare or rare. Uh, or rare or double rare for both set two and the re-edit. Yeah. For just last shot C not. So that is sixty dollars. Yeah. For the finisher, just the finisher. I own no other sound that's relevant. Okay. Let's look up uh Yuki. I don't know how to spell Yuki. I did not watch that. It's Y-U-U. Okay. Uh Mother's Jaria, probably. Let's see. No, this is the 10th anniversary one. Oh yeah. Well, I gotta start guessing at. I think that I. Think which one's the right one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Nope. No, nope, that's not it. Okay, we're just gonna go for Yuki and. There it is. Pray. Yuki second. Oh, it's out of stock on TCG Player, except for the one triple rare that is seventy-five dollars. If that if that card is worth seventy five dollars, oh no no, no. there's three rares. Okay. That's twenty five dollars each. Uh, low low. What's the what's the other listings? They're all okay. There's one that's nine dollars, but actually it's in Japanese. Nice. Yeah, one listing. So to to clarify, there are three each at twenty five. So if I wanted to spend a bare minimum of two hundred. Sorry, 160. I'm guessing at literally every other card, but like 160 to start off with. I could play Last Shot Cena. Uh, on an unrelated note, <laughs> I will be selling my Yuki and Shinon cards <laughs> right as this podcast ends. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> so if you want to play it, DM me. I got you. <laughs> Comment on the Refresh Point YouTube and send me your PayPal information. We can work <laughs> okay. something out. If you want to follow the Sal Girls advice and just play a deck that burns four, Steve's got you. That's apparently. Right. That's right. I have so many of those cards. <laughs> hey, maybe you could get me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Screw it. I'll just play Last Shot Chinon. You know, I love burning four. It's my favorite hobby. <laughs> 
It's not like there's a perfectly reasonable slime deck that does that exact thing, but with memory compression that I'm used to playing and played for at least a year and a half. But we can, yeah, we can just play Sal. Nothing like the best of 2015. <laughs> well, that's our show for today. So tune in next time after your next deck out. And, um, I don't, this ain't coming out before Duluth. <laughs> that ain't happening. So this will come out after, hopefully, I don't scrub out like in Houston. But, um, you know, life happens. Uh, see you in Duluth. Uh, if you see me, or, no. This warning would be for Anaheim. Yes. See you in Anaheim. Uh, if you'll be in Anaheim, I'll be there. Uh, and that's going to be a nightmare. There's going to be so many people in Anaheim, bro. Yeesh. You think it'll be a re You think there's a chance it hits a nine-round turning? Yes. And don't you forget to take the refresh point.